Welcome to the Af Geese Podcast, where athletes and the geeks collide. I'm your host, Bakari Spells, and today we got a boxing recap for you. Ryan Garcia versus Javier Gar- Fortuna at 140 pounds. A late five-minute weight class change uh, up from Garcia's normal 135-pounder. So after that review, we're going to have a, a, look, a look at the Tank versus Ryan Garcia matchup, if possible, if it happens, if it's likely, all that good stuff. And then finally, what is Ryan Garcia's potential? Maybe 10 minutes. Uh, hopefully give you 10 quality minutes. If it's less, if it's more, hey, God be with y'all. So let's get right into it. So uh, just to review what happened on Saturday, um, Fortuna stuck around longer than I expected, man. If you're not familiar with Harvey or Fortuna, uh, he's pretty much looking to be considered a gatekeeper of boxing right now. Uh, he's not a scrub by any means. If you come in there slipping, if you come in there not focused, he's an orthodox. He has power, and he's and he's crafty. So it means he has ring IQ. He has boxing IQ. He's a former champion. He knows how to use the ring to his advantage. I mean, he he has everything except it and needed, you know, to move to the next level, which is why he's more of a gatekeeper and not a true contender for the lightweight or 140 or 130, wherever he really chooses to fight at, because I've seen him in all three weight classes, I believe. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, in the early rounds, he looked decent against Garcia. He wasn't really landing anything, but he kept Garcia honest. Garcia couldn't just stalk him down the first couple rounds, even though he was – Garcia was being patient. It wasn't because of lack of ability in his part. But, you know, against an inferior fighter with Ryan Garcia's speed, power, you know, and quickness and just youth in general, he, he's 10 years younger than Javier Fortuna. You you would have likely seen a more aggressive, uh, a more aggressive younger fighter, you know, press a Javier Fortuna. But Fortuna, like I said, his skill, it kept Ryan Garcia at bay for a little bit. Um, but as far as what Ryan Garcia showed me, he didn't show me a lot in terms of improvement. Uh, he showed me composure. You know, he's he's a young guy. He's easily excitable. Uh, he has a lot of he has a lot of first three round knockouts. You know, he doesn't he doesn't have a lot of fights that go past six or seven. So I mean, I think Luke Campbell's one, if if not the only one. And then I think um I'm blanking who Ryan Garcia fought last because he's so inconsistent. But we can get into that, that later. But yeah, so Ryan Garcia, he just showed you his typical speed. He showed you a little bit more. Um, he, he put his punches together a little better than I've seen in the past. You know, a lot of times Ryan looks to counter punch. He has that quick left hook, so he wants you to lean in so he can catch you slipping. That's normally all she wrote. Uh, he has a decent uppercut. He knows I'm using that right hand a lot more, uh, trying to incorporate that and using that jab. I would like to see Ryan really stick that jab out a lot more. I think that I get his offense going. I mean, he has his he has the speed. You know what I mean. So if he utilizes that speed and he uses that, utilizes that jab, that'll help his defense as well because he doesn't have great head movement. Uh, he's, he's pretty much – I mean, Ryan Garcia really wants to draw you into a firefight. Uh, his frame belies the fact that he's a very powerful puncher. I mean, look how easily he moved up from 135 to 140, right? Um, he, he has a lot of power in that frame, and, I mean, he has height as well. So it may behoove him, you know, to utilize that leverage in the pocket. And I think – you know, you see a lot of fighters, a lot of fighters, uh, hesitant to stay in there with him once they taste his power. But I think moving forward, I think he'll start pressing that issue more. You saw him trying to stalk Javier Fortuna. Like I said, he's not that mobile. So I think, you know, the better, the, the more arrogant the fighter, the better it is for Ryan Garcia. 
a fighter that's truly going to sit there and box Ryan Garcia, uh, a la Luke Campbell, would give Luke Campbell a little bit more problems. Um, a fighter that's going to move around a lot, uh, a la Javier Fortuna, after he tasted uh, Ryan Garcia's power, is going to give Ryan Garcia not trouble, but it's going to give him, you know, it's going to make it. He's going to make him work for it. You know what I mean? He's not. He's not a guy that wants to move. It makes it interesting. When you start forecasting fights, you know that he's he's mentioned in the future against against tanks, against Lomas, against against TOs, against the top dogs of the lightweight division who are all very very uh, multifaceted. They can be movement based. They can dance in the pocket with you. And I think Ryan Garcia is probably one of the only fighters in that division who don't have too many dimensions to his game that we've seen so far. And part of that can be, you know, just the level of competition he's faced. A lot of boxers look to see that. Uh, part of that can be the trainers he's, you know, he's had. He has Joe Cousin in his corner for the last three fights. And I think those, I mean, just in terms of uh, what we've seen in the ring, I think that has been better for Ryan Garcia's development than, you know, his previous trainer, whoever that may be when he was in, um, you know, great graces with Golden Boy. But, um, you know, so be it. So, I think Ryan Garcia performed well in this fight, man. It was easy work for him. He never looked pressed. Um, even when Fortuna was, you know, throwing punches that looked like they landed well, Garcia caught him on the glove. He's still a little defensively lacking. He got caught by a nice one that caught him stumbling after a really nice exchange with Fortuna where he had the better of him, and he gave some momentum back, but he still ended up running the round. Uh, Ryan Garcia, man, he just... It's just more of these reps, man. More of these fighters. I don't think he should rush. I think, I think, I think they're handling him perfectly. I don't think they should rush. Keep fighting fighters that's incrementally better than Javier Fortuna. I mean, look, look at the lightweight division right now. One person has all four belts, and Tank Davis has the WBA belt, right? So already Garcia has moved his sights to, you know, he's he already claimed he's not fighting at 135, right? So he's not fighting at 140. Who has the belt at 140? Tank Davis, right? The WBA regular belt, because who has the undisputed all four, you know, WBC, WBO, et cetera, et cetera? That would be Josh Taylor. But actually, I think this vacated the WBO one. So there's another belt that Ryan can fight for. So, I mean, it's, it's shit out there for taking, man. Um, and, you know, the, the fights are there to groom Ryan Garcia the right way. You don't have to rush him into a, uh, into a mega fight. He's so young. You know what I mean? You saw, you saw, you see it happen. You see Teofimo Lopez fight against Lomachenko, and you see him walk away victorious, but then you see what happens afterwards, right? I'm not really concerned. Can Ryan Garcia win a belt, win an undisputed championship, et cetera, et cetera? That's, that's plausible. That's doable. I mean, three, three people have done it in the lightweight division in the last year and a half alone, right? Three different people. So obviously the belts are attainable. Are they sustainable? And with Ryan Garcia, that's the question. Can he can he sustain a ring presence first? Can he fight two times in this year without taking a without breaking his hand, without taking you know a break for his mental health? Which I mean, we all have to. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna begrudge him for that. But as a promoter, as a financial backer, as a fan, can I depend on him to be available to even showcase his talent? I mean. Prime boxers, after they get past the little amateur, that little amateur showcase that they do for the first five fights of their career, in their prime, two two fights a year is really cool. You know what I mean? Two fights a year is good. Once you reach that star status, that mega star status, one fight a year, every other year, give them two, that's acceptable. 
But when you're Ryan Garcia and you don't even have a belt to your name, one fight a year is unacceptable. He has to fight again and he cannot wait on Tank, right? And that's what he keeps calling. He keeps calling. He keeps calling Tank. Oh, I want Tank. I want Tank. And then he says, but I'm not moving back one down to 135. And you know Tank is a small 140 pounder. You saw when he when he fought at 140, he chose a, a fighter that he could exploit easily, and um Mario Barrios. And I mean, what it, it just looks it looks shaky when you say you'll do whatever it takes to make it happen, but then you start a caveat. Oh, I'm not doing this though, before negotiations even start. And and where is your leverage? You do you think you have the leverage in negotiations now because you beat Javier Fortuna? I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not like Tank has a, a you know a much nicer resume lately, uh, but I mean, kinda. If we if we comparing, I don't know apples to apples. But regardless of the level of competition they face thus far, seeing these two fighters together in the ring will be electrifying. And I will watch it at one forty. I will watch it at one thirty five. Tank has the advantage in the sense that cutting weight was the issue you saw him move up and down. Ryan Garcia is probably at this part for the same reasons, but less experience with it, right? So he's he's feeling good at one forty and you know he, he like how his power translate, et cetera, et cetera. You don't know how focused Tank is gonna come in at one forty. I I would take my time to beat that fight somebody that's actually dangerous at one forty. Javier Fortuna is not a true one forty pounder, bro. Fight someone that's actually dangerous. Give me Give me Jack Catterall. And Jack Catterall probably beats Ryan Garcia at 140. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're a real champion, go for Josh Taylor. There, there's just names out there that I, I don't know. It's like the separation between some of the people that hold belts or contenders at 140 and then the actual skill level that Tank Davis has, I think he's a big jump for Ryan. I don't think he's ready. I think he thinks because they're close in age and there are similar situations where they kind of need to validate themselves to the boxing community. I think Ryan feels that this is the fight that he has to make. And he feels that, you know, he's buying into the media attention that he's a golden boy and this is preordained. And if he believes it, he can achieve it. But Tank will fuck this boy up. Because it's, it's, it's little... It's, Ryan Garcia... I don't believe has truly, 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 truly had to face adversity in the ring outside of the Luke Campbell fight where he got a flash knockdown, right? And that was, and once he got up, I feel like everybody kind of knew that unless Luke Campbell could reproduce that, that Garcia was going to end that fight, you know, shortly thereafter, right? Just because his power translates. But most of the fighters that Ryan Garcia fights do not pose the same threat to him that he poses to them, meaning their power may not translate. That is not true for Tank. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's knocked everybody out but, like, one. You, you see what I'm saying? And Ryan Garcia is fucking chinny. Luke Campbell dropped him. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll leave that where it may. So I, I think it makes sense for Garcia to move up to 140 because that's where you think you get the most weight drain out of Tank. You know, you, you've seen how long it took him to knock out Barrios at 140, and it wasn't even, I wouldn't call it a true knockout, but you saw how it took, took to take him out. 
I think they're banking on that weight drain, taking away some of Tank's power, and that coupled with the size and reach advantage might give them an edge on Tank. But Tank is pretty smooth defensively, where Ryan Garcia is still a statue. And what I was looking for in this fight, which I didn't see against Javier Fortuna, because Javier Fortuna gassed out around probably the back, I don't even want to call it the back half, he didn't make it to 12, but the back end of the fight, we saw him gassed out. Like, Ryan could have probably pursued some angles and got some better, you know, some better combinations off and, and pushed his issue a little bit more because he had him cornered a couple times. And, you know, he let Fortuna jab his way out and slip his way out. Tank is a lot more slippery than that, man. I mean, we we've seen him in, we've seen him in pockets against bigger fight. Mario Barrios, perfect example, one forty pounder, height reach advantage on Tank Davis, had him confused for a second, but Tank was never in danger of getting hurt. He was in danger of losing on the cards because he couldn't figure him out. I think Brian Garcia is a lot easier to figure out. You know what he you know what he has to offer. It's just who, who's better. I mean, that's just what something they're going to have to find out. And I think if Tank takes that fight, he believes he's better, right? I think if Ryan Kite takes that fight, he hopes he's better. So, you know, we'll see. But this isn't a Tank Davis podcast. This is a Ryan Garcia victory lap, if you can call it that. Um, What is his potential, man? As harsh as I am on him, I really believe this man can be a face of boxing. I don't know if it's the face of boxing. I don't know if fighters are exposed enough to, you know, true challenging fights until, like, closer to the twilight of their careers to really be considered faces of boxing. But I do think he can be a face of it. I think he has the charisma. I think he has the looks. He has actual skills and power that translates that can create highlights. Um, he has he has interesting storylines. His charisma creates enemies. I mean, you look at the Tank Davis. Uh, it's good to have a rival this early in a career that's that rivals you in weight class, you could probably move up and down with. I mean, he's, everything is working in his favor. He has an O by his name, and possibly after this next fight, he may not. But he could still be a face of boxing. Look at Canelo, who he shared camp with. I mean, he, this kid has been spoon fed, not really spoon fed, but he's been given the keys, he's been given the playbook, he's been given a manual. He has Oscar De La Hoya in his corner, just similar to how Floyd Mayweather was in Tank's corner. It's it's, it's really all in. All he has to do is go in there and fight. He's doing everything else. This kid is a superstar in the making. All he has to do is fight. And really, as is, he's dangerous enough. As is. The fights have to be there. And then the cars better where they may. But Ryan Garcia, man, a young killer with a lot of talent. I like what I've seen between the ears in the last last couple of interviews I've seen with him, just how he sounds. Like I said, he still gets a little excitable, but he's young. You know, I mean, I can't begrudge someone for being excited about their career and their future when they're giving us no reason but to be excited. You know, like I said, he leaves something to be desired in the ring as far as showcasing his skills, but he's never looked outclassed either. You know what I mean? So this kid, sky's the limit. Will he be a pound for pounder? Possibly. I mean, he's guaranteed going to put butts in the seats, as he already does. He's guaranteed going to sell tickets, and he's guaranteed going to make the tantalizing fights. He will, at very least, be a contender in every weight, list, weight class he fights in, and I do believe he will hold at least one belt in every weight class he fights in. He's that talented. And if the cars, the cars lay out right, you know, if he prepares the right way, if he handles his business against Tank, he's probably looking at a chance, you know, to fight a unified champion at either division he wants to, 130 or 140, who knows? So, 
Shout out to you, Ryan Garcia. It's glad to see you back. I'm glad that you handled your mental health issues. I'm glad your hand is healthy. Prayers out to you and your family and your little girl. And, you know, we'll, we'll wrap it up here, man. All respect for me. Remember, simping ain't pimping. And we out.